Welcome to Music She Missed, the podcast where I get my best friend caught up in some of the most popular songs and artists that impact our lives. I'm Allison. Hi, I'm Rachel and I missed all the music. Welcome to season two. Yay for season two. Uh, The purpose of this show is to educate you, Rachel, about all the music that you somehow have never heard. I don't know how, but I just have missed it in my childhood, in my life, in my world. It's right. And we did spend season one getting you caught up on some of the biggest names in American pop and rock music history. Mm -hmm. But we have lots more lined up in season two that's going to give you um, a better broader perspective really? of popular music. So Exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. I am too. So every week before we reveal the artists that you're going to be listening to this week, I always ask you a question that's tangentially related to music in some way yes. to get you kind of primed and thinking about what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. So my question for you today is what was the first CD you ever got? Ooh, I feel like it was in the late 90s. Okay, okay. The late uh, 90s was your first CD? I think it was like 98. That's really late for a first CD, just yeah, so you know. I was born in the 80s, so yeah, we're not going to talk about our real we ages. We were born in the but, same year. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> so what is it? What is it? I remember asking my parents if I could buy the CD. We were in the store, and it was Shania Twain. <laughs> and okay. my dad was scanning through, because, you know, my dad was just making sure that I wasn't going to pick not explicit yeah. yeah and so he was like Shania Twain and he's going through all the song titles and one of them is man I feel like a woman and yeah. he's like that's like her most famous song I yes <laughs> and he was like what is this song about and this is before we had iPhones, so we yeah. couldn't like pull up the lyrics or anything but he let you buy it anyway no no no, no. we had to go to a store clerk and <laughs> ask them to open up the the CD. So you could read the lyrics. And so my dad could read the, the lyrics in the pamphlet. He's like, well, the store clerk was like, you're going to have to buy it. He's like, well, we'll have to buy it, but you might not be able to keep it, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> At least this is my memory of it. My parents might like roll their eyes and like, Rachel, that is not how it happened or whatever. That but seems, I think that's what happened. That seems like that's how that could have happened. <laughs> Did you, first of all, what was the album? Do you know the title? Shania Twain. It's the one that had Man, I, okay. I feel like a woman. I don't know her and music. Is did you listen to it a lot? Did you like that CD? I know a couple of the lyrics out of that song and a bunch of other ones, but I wouldn't say I know the whole entire song. So I would say... You yeah. listened to it for a little while. But I still own it. I still have it upstairs in my um, closet with all my other hmm. kitty stuff. That's very interesting. Because I kind of saved a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So, why don't you tell me about your first CD? It was probably like when you were two or something. No, they didn't have (laughs) CDs when we were two. Um, But it was um, in 1994 for Christmas. My parents got me a CD player and my brother got me some CDs. And I'm going to tell you what those CDs are after the big reveal. Because it will spoil the big reveal. Oh, okay. Are you ready? I am. All right, let's do the drum roll. It's the Beatles. Ah! I knew we were going to do the Beatles. I knew it. I knew it. You did. Well, I knew that the Beatles are very close and dear to your heart because I hosted a party for your your engagement or... 
Engage, uh, yeah, bridal. Like a or, wedding shower? Yeah, a wedding shower, and you wanted a Beatles theme, and so I had to listen to something to be able to do something. <laughs> I, I don't think you listened to anything. I think you went on Pinterest and was like, oh, yellow submarine sandwiches. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so we're actually going to um, do the Beatles in a two-part episode. Really? Yes. They have that much. Yes, they have that much. Um, but and you all, want to teach that much. <laughs> I do, but they also have two two really defining time periods where it's Hmm. almost like listening to two different bands. So you're going to rate the Beatles separately. You're going to rate them twice. Hmm. Um, So we're going to start this week with their very first, like we go, we're going chronological here. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start with their very first hits and albums. Okay. And we're going to go through the time when they stopped touring. So that's going to be the time period for this episode. But I'd like to know, apart from, say, yellow submarine sandwiches for my shower, what do you already know about the Beatles? Let's see what your familiarity is. I remember in seventh grade, we had a music teacher that really liked, I guess, that time era from the Beatles. And what time do you think that is? 70s? That's not correct. 60s? <laughs> 50s? 1960s, 1960s. Okay. okay. And we had to sing, I think, Hey Jude. Okay. Um, why? Because I think there's not many lyrics to it, and he could get his 7th grade students to memorize them all. It's mostly na-na-na-na. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I like that song, and that's merely because I've heard it before. And yeah. Is that the only Beatles song you can name? No. Yellow Submarine. Okay. Hey Jude. Mm-hmm. Um... There's probably more, maybe. That's it. Those are the only two that come to your head. I, I have to warn you that neither of those are on this playlist. So. Oh. <laughs> um, um, that one, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful boy. Yeah. Yeah, that is not... That's by a Beatle, but is that a is that a Beatle song? No, um, that was written um, just by John Lennon. It's a John Lennon song. So it just, but isn't he part of the Beatles? Yeah, but it's not a Beatles song. It came out. Oh, so after. it wasn't like the other band members were singing. The no, no, no. Yeah, no. The the other. Can you name the other three Beatles? By the way, let's just clarify that. I had to work on this for your party. <laughs> I think it was John Lennon. Okay. Ringo Star with two R's. Yeah. Woohoo. Uh, Oka, no. She wasn't in there. What? Okinawa? No, that's, Okinawa. that's Japan. Yoko Ono? Yes, that's yeah. Japan. Yeah. I've she, been there. Yoko Ono is not a Beatle. No, but she was part of the Beatles following group. Um, okay. John Lennon, yeah, Ringo Starr. I know I'm I'm repeating myself because I don't remember <laughs> the other ones. Come on, I, I <sighs> my favorite one. Oh. We're not gonna be friends anymore. In about no, no, Paul five? McCartney. Okay, Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last one, I'll just give it to you. Um, so you don't have to wait in suspense. Is George Harrison? George Harrison. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that one. That's Sorry. okay. That's all right. So. So you know um, the names of some of the Beatles. You can name a couple songs. Do you know anything else? Maybe where they're from, why they were famous. They're from like UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been there to London and was mm-hmm. Abbey Road. Is that a song? It's not a song. It's an album and it's also a recording studio. 
okay. where they recorded. So I've crossed that street before. Cool, me too. Um, That's also not in this playlist. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. How do I not? I don't know. How, wow, okay. Um, yeah, UK, four guys, one got shot? Or was yeah. he killed, murdered? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, with a gun. Yeah. Not like a knife or anything. Right. Okay. Um, Do you know which one? Not Paul. Because <laughs> you went to his concert. Right, yeah, okay. Um, that was John Lennon. You're right. So you're not clueless, clueless about the Beatles, but I think that's mainly because you were my roommate. Yeah, and you have a couple posters. We're sitting in a room right now with Beatles stuff, like, in the room. Yeah, there's a rainbow <laughs> with a yellow submarine. There's a yellow submarine in this Once room. Once upon a time. Or I maybe twice. I can't read it all the way over here. All right. It's a big room. So I'm going to give you some early Beatles songs, and you can say, yes, you've heard of it, or pass. Okay, okay? fair. I Want to Hold Your Hand. Oh, I know that song. Okay. I like that one. Yes. Uh, she Loves You. It's a half pass. I think I think I know, but I'm not sure. Okay. A Hard Day's Night. Pass. Really? Well. Okay. No. Okay. No, sorry. I'll try, I'll try to suppress my surprise. And keep Are you going. surprised I missed the music? <laughs> no, I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. Um, yesterday. Tomorrow. Yesterday. Is that pass. a pass? Yeah, it's a pass. It's a pass. Pass. Okay. I'm trying not to cry. Um, <laughs> ticket to Ride. Oh, I like that game. So I guess pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, still pass because you didn't know it was a song. Is that um, where they got the song, um, the, the game name? Probably. You mean the game with the trains, like the board yeah. game? Um, it seems unrelated to me. Oh, okay. Uh, last we'll one for early Beatles. We'll do Eleanor Rigby. I do know that song. I like that song. Okay, that's a positive way to end. Yes, I like that song. Um, I would not be able to sing it, but I do know that is a you know uh, a, Beatles a Beatles song, song, and I do know that I like that song. So that's about it. Okay. Well, let's rate your familiarity with the Beatles. One being you've never heard of them before, and ten being you love them as much as I do. Oh, well, <laughs> definitely not 10, because okay. let's, let's be honest, I don't think I'm going to ever be able to attain a 10 in my life. Yeah. Um, it's so hard, because I don't know if some of that stuff is real, um, that I really know that. Like, Eleanor Rigby, like, I, I know the song n- name, I know that I like them, but I don't, I can't sing it, so. Just a bass number. Four, four, three? Three. Okay. I think three, 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 three is good because it's a little bit of familiarity with who they are and a little bit of familiarity with their music, but not enough. Cause you can name a couple songs off the bat. They're just not the ones for this part one. Okay. Yeah. So let's get to the homework. Well, let's talk about it. What's your homework? Ah, it's about one hours of listening to Spotify playlists that you have created. Which can be found at Spotify colon user colon music she missed. Join me. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come back together next week and we'll talk about the Beatles and their history and you will have, hopefully, an understanding of why I like them so much. <laughs> well, I'm excited about this upcoming week. Rachel, I'll see you in a week and audience will be back with you in just a moment.
Welcome back. Rachel, you spent the last week listening to my favorite band, The Beatles. I know, I did. Um, How was it? Uh, I don't like where this is going. No, 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 no. <laughs> I had just a really... I had a really good week. Okay. Um, but I had some high expectations because I knew it was your favorite. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of hoping that some more songs that I would have been able to recognize. And I was disappointed that I didn't recognize a bunch. Well, that's but, not the Beatles' fault. That's your fault. Oh, I know that. That's, <laughs> that's, I know, I know. Okay. But it was like two days after, like day two in the week. And I was like text messaging you. I was like, am I listening to the right band or the right the playlist well, or the right whatever? Because I just was so shocked at myself. Well, remember that you're only listening to certain selections of half of the Beatles music because this particular list that I that I gave you only covers three years of the Beatles um, recordings. Yeah. From 1963 to 1966. That's it. So a lot of Beatles songs that I know that you know, you'll hear next week. Okay. Yeah. So I should feel better about myself next week because this week I was kind of disappointed in myself. Right. So it's not that the week went bad or anything. It was just that I was... I was kind of having high expectations because I knew you and I knew you loved it and I figured that I would do better this week and I didn't. But the point is not about you like already knowing it when you come in. That's the whole point of the show is that you don't know any of this. So you shouldn't be disappointed in yourself. You should be excited that you heard songs that you knew and you had some new songs that you liked too. So, um, but before we get into what songs you liked and didn't like, why don't we start with talking about the history of the band. Cool. I think I would like to understand, is it The Beatles, Beatles, what do you, how do you call them? Because well, I've, I've heard both of them, but I'm confused. So you would say The Beatles, uh-huh. unless you were replacing the the with an A. For example, are you a Beatles fan? Is okay. an appropriate way to ask that question. But when they're referred like on records or like books or reference, the it's Beatles. always The Beatles. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm just making sure. (laughs) Okay. And then another thing is Beatles, animals, the spelling. Explain to me about B-E-A-T-L-E-S versus B-E-E-T-L-E-S. Like, Like do they like the animal, the Beatles? Well, yeah. So let's talk about the origin of the the name. name. So the Beatles had several different names in the early years, like many bands we've discussed. This Mm -hmm. is not unusual. And when the Beatles were talking about names, one of the bands that they liked at the time was Buddy Holly and the Crickets. So they liked that kind of bug concept. But the Beatles, when you you spell it with an A, you get this kind of pun on beat, like the beat or beat music or beat mm, culture yeah, yeah, yeah. and John Lennon especially was really into puns so for them it was like a little bit of an homage to another band that they liked and also like a little play on play on words something's personal to them exactly huh um now later there are other stories about how they got their name I think that is the most logical one okay John he's a jokester later wrote a comical article where he said that the name came to him in a vision. A man appeared on a flaming pie and said unto them, from this day, you are Beatles with an A. And so we are, or something like that. Yeah, I'd go with the first story. (laughs) (laughs) Right, he's like a joke. But there are many stories circulating, but that would be the the main one. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And so they 
There's four of them. Correct. And they met not in childhood, did they? Well... Yeah, they actually did, but it depends on who you're talking about because different members joined at different times. So John had another band called the Quarry Men, and they had a he had a mutual friend that introduced him to Paul. And so John and Paul, when they were like this is 1957, so they were 15, 16 years old. So it's like how we met with a mutual friend. Yeah, except except not in Liverpool in 1957. (laughs) So um, they met met at a festival, and John and Paul were both impressed with each other's musical talents. Mm. And Paul is friends with George, who was a little bit younger than them. He was only 14 when he joined the band, but he had such good guitar skills that they couldn't ignore him. So he was invited to join the band. And there were two other members... Um, the, at so the, there were a total of five at first? There were. There was um, the original bassist. His name was Stu, but he was terrible. Like <laughs> They would have him face away from the audience and no one could see he was playing like the wrong notes. And then, <laughs> and then they had a, a different drummer as well named Pete Best. So they all went on tour together in Germany when they were really young. And they got lots and of... And he was 14. No, like a couple years later, okay. like as they're forming, right? So they go, they go to Germany... And they tour. Stu decided to stay in Germany. So Paul ended up taking the bass. <laughs> he just left the group. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't very good anyway. He was more of an artist. And then um, the Beatles started, you know, trying to find recording deals and that mm. kind of stuff. And they did sign one, but the um, producer didn't like Pete Best, the drummer. And so the Beatles asked him to leave. And they brought in Ringo, who they had met in Germany when Ringo was playing with a different band. And so that's how we got the four that we know today as the Beatles. So Ringo Ringo's not British. No, he is. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were all British just... bands touring down there in Hamburg. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know if he was just German with a bunch of... <laughs> no. They're all born in Liverpool. Hmm. Very similar backgrounds. That's really cool. So um, you were saying that they were touring in um, Germany. Mm-hmm. So was that... After they did their first production and things like that? No, at that point, they were pretty much doing live stuff. There are still some recordings, like, of their very earliest recordings that they did as teens. Yeah, which you can hear on the Beatles anthology. Um, So we have some demos and some auditions, but their first, like, actual recording Uh was in 1962. Okay, tell me a little bit more. Well, that song's Love Me Do, and that wasn't on your playlist because you can't put every big Beatles song (laughs) in an hour um that was their first single in the UK really Mm -hmm. huh and so what made that one so special for them to be because I feel like it wasn't that special it didn't go to number one it was just a song that they wrote as them four yeah like their as the songwriters not doing covers yeah Uh their own kind of creative and it went to like number 17 or something but still that's Better than what I can do. Yeah, maybe it went to like four in the UK. Okay. But they continued to like hone their songwriting ability. Uh, and then Please Please Me was their first number one hit in the UK. They were big in the UK first. Uh-huh. It took a little while for them to catch on in the US. So they had lots and lots of number one hits in the UK before they even came to the US. Okay. Their first hit in the US was I Want to Hold Your Hand. Oh, I like that song. Yeah. And we were talking... Um, off air about the Ed Sullivan show and their performance yes. on that. And that's kind of what's like springboards them into 
stardom and crazy. stardom in the U.S. and British invasion and Beatlemania. Because there is this one song that we were listening. I was listening to on the playlist that mm-hmm. you created, mm-hmm. and you just hear the girls <laughs> scream like they yeah. Have, like I heard, like some of them were crying. I think. Yeah. So that song, I purposefully chose the live um, version of "She Loves You," so you could get a little bit of the screaming Beatlemania in on that. Oh song. my gosh. And you could hear that it's vast majority all girls, and it's not yes. guys screaming. Well, um, there were probably depends. some guys, but there were just a lot of girls. Yeah. Well, the Beatles are cute. <laughs> um, and I can tell you, as someone who's seen Paul McCartney in concert six times, that there's plenty of screaming even now <laughs> and crying. <laughs> I'm just very keen on the shorter haircuts. And they had long hair. Yeah, that was actually very rebellious at the time. Mm-hmm. Lots of jokes about their hair and stuff. So, what else do you want to know? So, tell me a little bit about the sound. I could tell their British accent was a little bit more profound compared to some other British bands that we've listened to. And why is that? Like, why are why is that that, and why are they special? Well, those are two totally different totally questions different to me. Answers. So about the accent, so they're not from London, they're from Liverpool, so they do have a different mm-hmm. British accent. I don't think it's that pronounced in their singing at all, so I'm kind of surprised that you pick up on that. Mm, I think it is pretty pronounced compared to some of the other stuff that we've listened to. Okay. Um, Like, especially there's that one track that you had me listen to that had... I don't know who was talking. Was it John? Was it Paul McCartney? Because he was talking to the girls. And oh, in the live recording. Yeah, in the see. live recording. Okay, and how he's like, we're going to only do one more song. And I was just like... Well, if we, yeah, when they're talking, they have Liverpudlian accents. Yeah, but even some of the other artists that we've listened to, I'm just like, even when they're talking, they're not as hard of a... And I can hear it in their music, too. So Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's where style. they're from. It's Were they trying? No, it's just, just they are, okay. they are Liverpudlian. That's their accent. Okay. So I don't know if there's a way to avoid it. Some songs it's more pronounced than others, but I don't think that it's that obvious. Um, so, but let's go to your second question, which is much more important. <laughs> so my second question was, how are they special? Okay. Let's talk about that. Well, I'm going to be really honest. So I don't know if the early Beatles are really quote, that special, because a lot of what they were imitating and what they were drawing on was 1950s American blues, American rock and roll, songs like Twist and Shout that mm. that you liked. Um, they're covers of their favorite bands. In fact, a lot of their early songs... Wait, he didn't write that? No. Oh. It's a cover. And a lot of their early songs are covers, because that was the music that they grew up loving. They grew up loving Buddy mm. Holly and Elvis and like blues musicians... That, yeah, who Elvis is. Yeah, good. So that's that's who they were into. So I think that what they were doing was basically like a British take on the oh, American yeah. music. Okay. Um, but in their early time, lots of other bands came out with a similar sound. Mm-hmm. So early on, I don't think the Beatles, if the Beatles had stopped recording in 1965 or 1966, okay. nobody would go, oh, they're the best. It would... Just be like a boy band. I think that later, as their songwriting and their experimentation develops, is when they are really differentiating themselves oh, as musicians. This makes me look forward to next week. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I hope you like 
next week, but it is a little bit trippier. Uh, so maybe well, not. <laughs> maybe I need to tell you a little bit about the song I didn't like. Okay, let's talk about it. Which so song did you I not didn't like? like "Tomorrow Never Knows"? So I have to. I really like that song. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Can we still be friends? Yeah, of course. Okay. So <laughs> there um, are two hundred and fifty Beatles songs. <laughs> if you don't like one, it's okay. So. First off, I've never heard that song before, ever. That is impossible because I know when? you because I know you watch Mad Men and <gasps> it was in a Mad Men episode and it definitely drew my attention. It's in the episode where Megan, Don Draper's wife, like gives him a Beatles record to try to turn him on to the cool trippy stuff that's happening in her generation and he's like totally he's too old. Like he's not Maybe into I'm it. too old and I'm not into it. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't like it. It sounded weird. It is weird. The lyrics, were they on drugs when they did this song? So, yes. But oh, the lyrics <laughs> the lyrics are influenced by the Tibetan Book of the Dead. So, like, John had found Timothy Leary's psychedelic interpretation of the Tibetan Book of the Dead and was like, oh, turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream. And I'm like, ah, that's a cool lyric or whatever, and, and wrote the song. So, definitely um, based on on that you picked up on it it's not subtle but i put this song on this playlist for you because it has some key components okay tell me more so first of all during 1965 1966 the beatles started to get really into indian music that's Mm -hmm. why that song only has one chord because a lot of indian songs just stay like in one key and Mm -hmm. kind of drone so this is just like the c chord over and over and over again and you can also hear the sitar um on Norwegian wood too. So yeah, I was really debating back and forth if I was going to put that one on uh, the list of the songs I didn't like. Okay. But I just that song can grow on you. Maybe this one's too weird. Norwegian wood is otherwise a pop song that happens to have a sitar in it. Yes, <laughs> I would say that it is a still a pop song, while this one is very trippy. Yeah. So um, so that's part of it was their interest in Indian music. There mm-hmm. are songs that I'm not going to make you listen to, which are actually full on, like, Ravi Shankar, the famous Indian musician, mm-hmm. comes in and plays whole mm-hmm. pieces. Yeah, we we can if you want, but, so that's part of it. They also did a lot using tape loops, playing guitar, and then playing it backwards, slowing it down, speeding it up. Is that like, kind of a new thing for them? Oh, yeah, age? yeah, definitely. Ooh. And that kind of seagull sound that you hear, okay. that okay. Rah, 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 yeah. in the song, that's just a guitar that they've like altered and, and changed. Yeah. And so not a lot of bands did that, but they did. Yeah, well, it's just it was a new thing yeah. in this time. I'm sure other bands were doing it, but the Beatles were doing it too. They were experimenting with playing stuff backwards and feedback and kinds of things that you can't artistic right now you know digitally you can do whatever you want the Beatles Mm -hmm. had to do it all and analog on tape so really creative process and the song is really just about meditation and George Harrison said about John who wrote the lyrics to the song that he didn't really think John knew what the song was about anyway (laughs) because it's this waking sleeping dreaming kind of transcendent meditation and Mm. George didn't think that John he was Ritter. there yet. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't at my level. <laughs> George was really, really into the Indian stuff. Huh. So he was the main force for that sound. Is he Norwegian? Is that why he... Norwegian? Well, you said Norwegian Wood what? song. Is he behind that one too? He was the one that wanted to put the sitar in it, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he's Norwegian. Nope, he's definitely British. 
Okay, yeah, I know. <laughs> you can still have... No, never mind. Moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about the songs that you did that you did like. Okay. So, I really liked Twist and Shout. Okay. That is my number one song okay. of the Beatles because I love the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> okay. That's a fun movie. I do like that movie. And but in that movie, there's a scene with like a parade. Yes. And Ferris is singing Twist and Shout. Twist and Shout. So... I remember for the longest time I didn't know the song was a Beatles song. Yeah. And I would say I learned within the past five or ten years that it became that it was a Beatles song. Before okay. I heard it for the first time when I watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, I didn't know that it was a Beatles song. Okay. I just thought it was some, some song. Okay. Um, so I have a question. Mm-hmm. Did the actor who played Ferris Bueller, um, Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. did he actually sing that and he make himself sound like the Beatles or, no. or did he lip sync that <laughs> he's lip syncing it okay. that's John Lennon's just, voice for sure I was just making sure I was like wow Matthew Broderick he really sounds like that he sounds a lot like this what? dead British guy I don't know <laughs> nope all right so what are so, some of the other ones you liked well before we go on to the oh. next song I want to mention I was listening to the song with my daughter mm-hmm. and she recognized the song oh good She's like, this is Elmo's song. Elmo. Like and I Sesame guess, Street? Yeah, I guess they did a Beatles Sesame Street episode, and she recognized it, and I was I was pretty proud of her. Good for them. Start them young. Yay. Um, so another song I really liked was Michelle. That's a very pretty song. It is. I like the French in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but me knowing a, um, a few languages and things like that, the French wasn't pronounce right and stuff I would disagree with you um so Paul that's actually one of the first songs that Paul ever wrote he wrote it as a teenager to try to attract girls <laughs> and he would go to parties and have this little like fake French accent <laughs> and try to like attract girls that way um but I also studied French well yeah I believe your mom's a French teacher right <laughs> she is I I don't think that it is it's first of all it's not bad French no, I wouldn't say it's bad French, but I wouldn't say it's, he's not fluent in it. No, he had someone who was fluent in French t- teach him how to say See. that phrase. However, so des mots qui vont très bien ensemble is exactly what he says, and that's... Yeah, but I could hear a little bit off of it, that's all. Because he's not French. I know, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So, I caught on to it. <laughs> you wouldn't have been deceived by Paul at a party. You would have known <laughs> that he was really just some British guy. Some British guy. Okay. What are what are some other ones you liked? Another song I really want to talk about is I Want to Hold Your Hand. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. I know as I was reading the lyrics, it's very simple. Yes. And I think I like that because it was simple. A lot of their just, early songs yeah. are kind of written... You know, to you, the girl, I love you, like very kind of just to their fans. Mm-hmm. And I like, it was just a very sweet love song. I thought that was a really fun song. I like the beat. I like the lyrics. And mm-hmm. so. That's a perfect John Paul, like cohesive writing. Hmm. That's them together. Um, Can't Buy Me Love is another song. Mm-hmm. I like that one. And I also like the Patrick Dempsey um movie um can't buy me love (laughs) okay again i'm more into movies than more into music well since you're into movies can't Mm -hmm. buy me love is a great scene in the first beatles movie which is a hard day's night and um 
I will put, if I can find the video, if it's possible to find. I bet it's somewhere. Well, the Beatles are very protective of their oh, rights, yeah. so it's hard to find, like, the original things, like, just oh. on YouTube. But I'll see if I can find just that clip. I have the movie if you want to borrow it. Mm. Um of them kind of running around and jumping and just being silly with that song. And how old were they when they did that movie? Um, 1964. So they would have been like 20. Yeah. Okay. 22. Depending. Energetic. The Beatles are different ages. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. So I really want to talk about one song though. Okay, which one? In My Life. Okay. So. That's a great track from Rubber Soul. I cried when I heard that song. Why? I cried in a good way, though. Not a bad way because I didn't like it. I cried <laughs> in a good way because I realized what it was. So my grandfather died earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And my mom and I were working on this video kind of slideshow picture-ish. And so she would send me the info and I would do the project. Mm -hmm. So she sent me the songs, the videos. The pictures. And the pictures. Yeah. And one of the songs is In My Life, but it wasn't the Beatles singing it. It was someone else doing the cover. I think it was okay. a female verse, sure. um, version or someone like that. Mm -hmm. So um, when I first heard it for the first three, four seconds, I didn't recognize it. But as the lyrics started going, I didn't realize that it was written by the Beatles. And it is actually um, the reason probably why it was in the video collection of all the music that my mom picked out it was because it was my grandfather's favorite song Aww. and so even though he has passed on like a year now um the Beatles are even teaching me about my own life and I like that that's so sweet I know I was just <laughs> I was really um I was really moved it was a very personal thing mm -hmm. and so that was really cool and I really really love my grandfather that that's a really sweet story and I'm glad that one of the songs on this playlist spoke to you or or drew up an emotion yeah for you that you know was personal personal po positive I hope oh you know, yes, positive. yes 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 yeah. positive um mm -hmm. I'm very blessed to have very loving grandparents on yeah. both my sides all my grandparents are very wonderful and mm -hmm. so for me to remember such a wonderful man yeah as him and you know, that song written by John um, was about his childhood and re him remembering growing up. Um, something that we didn't talk about earlier, but we certainly could, is that both John and Paul lost their mothers at, oh. at, at young ages. Um, yeah, Paul's mother died of breast cancer and John's was hit by a car. And oh. so, like, I think that even though he was pretty young writing this song, mm -hmm. he has all of these memories. These Some have gone, some remain. You know, mm -hmm. he had this wealth of life experience that he could draw from that I think speaks universally to people. I think that song, everybody can connect yeah. with what John says in that song because it's the things of life and the people and places in our lives that are important to us and that mean something to us. Yeah. It was a very beautifully well-written um, song. I love the music of it, I love mm -hmm. the lyrics of it, and I love how it was personal to me. That's great. Why don't we take this moment for you to rate this half of the Beatles catalog and your experience with it? Well, with how much that one specific song really affected me personally, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of hard not to go into the higher numbers, but also I could tell that there, that 
Tomorrow Never Knows. I really, really didn't like that one. <laughs> and so okay. I don't want to add too many points because I know that there is one at least song. Well, why don't we drop the highest and the lowest one yeah. and just go for the bulk of most of their music that you heard this week, if you generally enjoyed it or not. I would say it's an eight. Seven. Eight. 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 A I, strong eight. It is a strong eight. Okay. <laughs> well, that's pretty great. And, you know, it was really hard for me to make this playlist because I'm such a fan mm. that I want you to know every song. And unfortunately, a lot of the songs that I think you should know educationally aren't always the ones that I want you to know that I love. So okay. I hope that... In you the said there was 250 total or 250 from this half? No, 250 oh. total. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So if I'm going to know all the songs. It's going to take a while, but we're going to get there. <laughs> all right. So Rachel, we already know what next week holds, which is more Beatles, Yay! but <laughs> but we encourage you, our audience to um, chat with us about your favorite Beatles song or yes. what you think Rachel should know on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Yay. And of course, follow all of our playlists on Spotify. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much. And see you next week. Bye. Bye.